Hello, I'm Damon. And I'm Evan. And we are Black Nerd Radio. It is another week. Um, it is officially fall. Fall is my favorite time of year. Not just because it's spooky season, but I just always love fall at the risk of sounding like a basic bitch. I love the turning <laughs> of the leaves. I love sweater weather. I'm all I I generally just in a good mood during the fall. Isn't that weird? Doesn't matter I, what's going on. I'm just in a good mood because I love this time of year. I'm the same. Well, okay. I I like the seasons when they transition, right? Like uh-huh. when it's transitioning into fall, I'm like, yes, it's fall. But then when it comes time for winter, I'm ready for winter. But yes, I, I love fall. Uh, you know, I'm not a pumpkin spice guy, but um, the you're right. The, 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 oh, I can start a fire in the fireplace and curl up in a sweater and make clam chowder or whatever. You know, it's it's getting into that like, oh, it's going to be cold. Yay. You know, because it's been hot. So I'm ready for not hot yeah. kind of thing. So Well, here's the thing. I, I like I like spring. Uh, summer's OK. I love fall. Uh, winter can fuck itself. <laughs> 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 See, I like I like winter when it's time for winter. So well, here's know, the thing: but... if with for me, I'm like this. Winter's when I'm fine with winter until the day till New Year's Day. Then all the holidays are out of the way. I'm like, when is that fucking sun getting here? <laughs> I was like, I've had it with fucking winter. <laughs> we've we've had the light festival. Now it's time for now it's time for well, but the sun has been spit back out by the dragon at that point. So, you know, you are getting into longer days. And, it, of course, around here, the sun doesn't show up until June. But yeah. um, <clears throat> it's funny because, like, I'm pretty sure it was the same here. I was in Seattle this weekend, but I drove up uh, to Seattle on Friday, which was the last day of summer. And it's sunny, and, you know, there's a little bit of clouds, but it was sunny and dry. And uh, the next day, Saturday, first day of fall, I wake up, it's fucking cloudy, rainy, <laughs> Like they're like okay, so equinox is done. Boom! <laughs> it is now fall, and it like there was no transition because usually there's some kind of transition before or after the equinox. But no, it's just like okay, today's the day. It's fall now, and it hasn't yeah, stopped. It, it turned on a dime. <laughs> it totally turned on a dime. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I really um, I don't know. I was like, oh, it's finally here. But it looks like this weekend we're going to have like a little bit of sun. It's going to be dry and it's going to be a high of 70, I think, on Saturday. Ooh, but then it goes right 70. back. I know, right? Then it goes right need back to pull down the AC to this... back out. <laughs> <laughs> I just put mine away. Uh, uh, but it, it felt like, um, you know, then it'll go back into the 60s. So I'm, yeah. I'm all about it. And I'm all about spooky season. I love October. I love Halloween. I love scary stuff so this is this is my christmas right yeah I, I i i do enjoy fall i can't i can't say i don't um i'm not looking forward to the eight eight thousand pounds of leaves i'm going to have to rake but what can we yeah do? that sucks but yeah. look at the bright side i don't have to do it oh well that's yes <laughs> that makes that makes my life so much easier See, knowing that you you're not, you're not better. burdened yeah you're <laughs> that you're not burdened with such a task does it helps i'm not gonna lie oh i appreciate it (laughs) so sir uh 
Uh, so you went back to Seattle that last week? Yeah, I had a funeral that I had oh. to attend. Well, I didn't have to attend, but I chose to attend. Um, you know, I've, and then I'm going again mid October. So, like, I need to. I it, it's weird. I don't know why it's happening, but um, it is. So I guess I just gotta lean into it. But uh, yeah, I went up there for a funeral on Saturday, and I didn't feel like driving up there on the day and then driving back after an emotionally fraught event you know yeah, so yeah. I, I just stayed in a in an applebee's hotel and did that it was uh yeah not my favorite trip up there but anyway yeah not to bring the room oh. down yeah all right well yeah i was like hey so <laughs> we're an entertainment podcast you said it yourself evan <laughs> well uh <laughs> we got some uh Besides uh, coffins, what have you been watching? <laughs> um, well, the body was not in attendance, so oh, um, wow, okay. <laughs> you know, I, I I cope with grief by using humor. Um, anyway, um, honestly, not much. I haven't had time. Um, I, uh, I I was watching hotel TV, um, and uh, the. The, the channels were all labeled HBO, but it took me a while to figure out that it was actually Showtime. And I saw, because one of the Showtimes, I'm not sure which one, uh, and I didn't watch the whole thing, had has some of the crappiest fucking movies on it. It's like they're stealing from Tubi directly and <laughs> putting them on oh. Showtime. It was a super low budget, um, something about, because I came in in the middle and I didn't finish it, but it was about like, AI robots from space or something and you know have that shit tier CGI for the robots you know it looks like it's from like maybe 2004 if you're lucky um and of course all the acting was terrible and it was it was pretty entertaining i wish i could find it just so i could hate watch it but um oh that's, man that's i wish me. you remember the name i'd like to i i you know i'll i'll see if i can look it up uh, there's nobody in it. There's not a single name you'd recognize or face you'd recognize. Um, but uh, maybe I'll maybe I'll see if I can find low budget alien AI invasion movies. Um, but it was it was pretty awful. I watched part of Boogie Nights. Um, basically, <laughs> you know, well, the, the, you're in a hotel. What are you gonna fucking do? Um, but uh, yeah, aside from Ahsoka, I haven't really watched anything with any intent uh, this this past week. So, um, I, I'm of no help. I, uh, I didn't, no. do, I didn't do I didn't, the book report. Okay. <laughs> I didn't watch much of anything either. <laughs> I was sick most of the weekend and a little bit of the end of the week. It was actually me, Cashel and Eloise were all sick. And, um, but I watched a lot of just garbage, you know, nothing of substance. I did watch Ahsoka, but that was about it. And I got some, and I got some stuff to say about Soka, but well, you okay. might as well. <laughs> uh, so let's just get into it. Yeah, get this um, party started. Uh, we what episode six? Uh, far, far away. Yes. Um, it watching this, watching this episode, it is kind of, for me, solidified my love hate with star wars okay more particularly the shows uh the shows and this one in particular but 
uh, like we talked about, I, I've talked about, I, I'm not a big fan of some of the pacing of this. There mm-hmm. seems to be some time wasting, a lot of filler. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you get an episode like, like this one, which has had some really cool duels in it. Uh, we finally get to, we finally see Thrawn, uh, and his intro was kind of cool. It was like, uh, he's, you know, they go, they get to their, they get to their destination, the other galaxy, uh, Ahsoka via the space whales, right? Which is something I, I hate, but we're go whatever. I mean, they were in the show, so we'll go with it. But, um, uh, uh several things happen. Um, what's her face? Um, Sabine finally finds, uh, she, she finds, um, Ezra. Okay. And, and, and again, I fucking hate this character. I fucking hate her. She's a, she's an idiot. She doesn't think. She gives pretty much is willing to risk. Even the fucking uh even uh what's his name? Uh Balon Skull. Even he's like, "So you're willing to jeopardize the entire galaxy for this <laughs> one guy?" You she's a fucking moron. I don't yes. like her. I want her to die. I want her to die. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know if she will. I know <laughs> she's got she's got plot armor. Oh yeah. So, so but I want her to die. I it's, hate her. It's it's funny you mentioned plot armor because I as I was watching it when she when she goes out on her trip I was like oh well you know she doesn't have, she can she can be brave because she has plot armor. That was that was yeah. my initial thought as she takes off. Okay, um, I gotta I gotta give it to the the hound she was riding, whatever that whatever that creature is. Yeah, had some real Stan Winston, Jim Henson kind of vibe at, with how much personality they put into it. Like I really I really like that was one of my favorite parts of the entire show was her her dog horse thing, <laughs> like. But it 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 did. It gave me that 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 feeling of you know actual puppetry, and uh-huh. and personality in in the in the animal that I, uh, yeah, it was it was parts. Uh, but anyway, and I fear. Okay, so we get to Thrawn. We Thrawn shows up. The makeup effects is awesome. The the glow, the red eye, that looks mm-hmm. great. He's looking a little. Look like a COVID Thrawn, though. <laughs> Look a little chunky. Hey, Thrawn, that little uniform's a little tight. <laughs> well, someone, as someone pointed out, he is—he's an old man at this point. He's like in his sixties or seventies. So, you know, okay, I don't know how Chiss age compared to other races in the in the Star Wars universe. Well, how but, old was uh, Thrawn? How old was Thrawn in the uh, in in Rebels? I think he's in his 40s or 50s in in Rebels. Because this is only five years. Ahsoka is only five years <clears throat> after Return of the Jedi. Is it? I, okay. Yes. I, only well, five Rebels years. Is, but Rebels is before, um, is before A New Hope. So, another three years. I don't know. But the point is, Thrawn is not a young uh, man. Uh, he's not a young Chiss. So, you know, you you get a little punchy as you get older. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was looking a little too chunky for me. Yeah, but um, I I want uh, <laughs> it's just more of a nitpick, but uh, I I don't know. I I am glad that we saw him, but I fear you know this is only eight episodes. I fear I think we're gonna get what I thought, which is like you know a a small plot point. Uh, was you know Thrawn's a big threat, and we're gonna we see him. We deal with them in part seven, and then we dispose of them in part eight. But hear me out. How cool would it have been? Okay, you know, you know, I don't know how many of the Star Wars books you've read. A few. I haven't read it. But you, okay, you know about the threat. I forget the name, but there's a threat from this other galaxy. Hujan uh, that... Vong. Yes. Yep. How cool would it have been <clears throat> if Thrawn, they find Thrawn and he's like, look, yeah, I know I want to overthrow everything and take over, <laughs> but there is something coming that is not good for any of us. Now, Thrawn, I mean, they're, I mean, we only seen him once in, in this, but in the books and I think in certain episodes of Rebels, I really didn't watch Rebels that much. I was kind of hit or miss an episode here, an episode there type of thing. So I don't know how much they explore in the show, but he's he's like a he's like a, a genius. He's like he's like the the Empire's like Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, because he so... uses uh, he uses he he studies the 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 different people's art to learn yeah. how uh, and their culture to learn their weaknesses. And that's what makes him the brilliant tactician that he is. So yeah. Um, now, could you imagine? He's like, I know what I need. I know what we need to do, and I know how we can defeat them. But we have, we have no choice. We have to get Jedi's in on this. And then he leads a charge, and kind of like a this is worse than Thanos type of a thing. And then because they want to build this Ahsoka movie. They want to do uh, uh, movies based on the Ahsoka and the Mandalorian. Right. But how cool would that be if you set that up and the movies are about Thrawn helping or Thrawn and the Empire working with Jedi to, to defeat this threat that will enslave everyone. And those guys are they're impervious, they're impervious to the Force. In right. fact, they're like a void for the Force. So they need everybody. They need all hands on deck to, to, to fight this. How cool would that be? We're not well, going to get it. We're not going to get it. We don't it know that. Cool. We don't know that. It's possible. I, but... would, I, I, would bet my, I would bet I would bet a week's pay we don't get that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's how confident I am. I will bet a week's pay I, we won't get it. I, and this... I will not take that bet, which is how confident I am. <laughs> I just I was just watching it six and thinking, and because when you get the you get to the they get you know they have that one star destroyer, and they've been away from everybody so they're all the all all the um all the stormtroopers uniforms are kind of piecemeal together and they're dirty and it the, just the, looks they look the they look visuals. desperate. Yeah, the visuals in this entire episode. I don't know who directed it. I don't know if it's a different art director, but like uh, Morgan's ship 
actually i was looking at it i was like that doesn't look like a star wars ship it looks like a dune ship more than more than star wars or what i've seen represented as dune ships and what i've imagined them to be um the the stormtroopers uniforms and enoch's fucking face mask um the the samurai sand people um the just all the visual when 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 thrawn's start uh, uh, yeah star destroyer shows up um just visually stunning throughout which has not always been the case with the show you know or any of the shows honestly well they all look better than kenobi because it looks like kenobi was shot on a sound stage mostly but yeah, um it, because it was <laughs> yeah. um but just the visuals in this episode were mind-blowingly good well it's funny you say that um dave Fil- i mean my problem is with the pacing of, of previous episodes and they seem to be wasting time or taking too long to do certain certain things. But the, mm-hmm. I think like visually the best ones are episode one, this episode, and maybe a little bit of episode five. And those are all the ones that, um, that uh, Dave, Dave Filoni directed. Ah, all the, okay. all the other ones are other directors. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, the, the yeah just the entire time i was watching i was like that looks fucking amazing that looks fucking amazing everything looks fucking amazing yeah <laughs> even the little turtle mantis people things were kind of cool but so i'm uh i'm i'm curious to see what uh, the next episode brings i uh, hope it's good but uh I, I would just, I don't know. I want more. It, 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 it was one of those things where I was like, just when I'm like, man, maybe Star Wars isn't for me anymore. And then something cool will come and then suck me back in. And there was a lot of cool in this episode. So I was kind of like, all right, let's, let's, let's see where this goes. But I don't have high hopes that it's going to end strong. I See, I don't, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going they were that they plan on building up Thrawn that much just to take care of him in a three episode arc. I, hope I feel you're right. like I hope you're right. I, I, I feel like especially if they're planning on doing a movie out of all of this, wouldn't it make sense that he were the big bad or what what you were hoping for that you don't think we'll get, that that wouldn't be like the the finale, you know? It just right. seems silly to like build up Thrawn. And not that they built him up that much in the other stuff. I mean, aside from Ahsoka asking Morgan back in Mandalorian season, whatever, you know, where is Admiral Thrawn? Um, but they've spent so much time in this series talking about, you know, Thrawn's such a threat. Thrawn's this amazing tactician. It, it would be silly to be like, okay, we're taking out the BBG in three acts. You know, it it would yeah. it would be a waste, in my opinion. It would be, but you know what else is? Uh, I didn't think they would do that. They did. And that's what the last three movies like actually have an outline that has tells a co- cohesive story, you know, one after the other. Even though they have different directors, you can still have a, a through line that you can follow instead of one person setting something up, one person undoing it, and then one person setting something up again based on tearing down of the last one. But you know, that's just me. And and I wish I was just talking out of my ass until JJ Abrams said, I wish we would have made an outline putting all these movies together how how do you not that's yeah doesn't i mean george lucas is okay george lucas is not he's, he's a decent storyteller um you know 
Uh, he's more of an idea man, but yeah. He is more of an idea, but he, I mean, he came into Star Wars before right. it was A New Hope. He came into that with a three, a, a three movie arc. Mm-hmm. You know, he he had it planned out, and obviously he had the prequels planned out, and, and nobody at Disney thought, hmm, maybe we should set up a three three act arc for the three movies. No, no, just. Give it to JJ fucking mystery box Abrams and let him do his fucking lost fuckery on it. It's a lot of fucks. Um, <clears throat> and, and the, Oh, let's give it to a guy who's known for subverting expectations in Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, it's just sad. Yeah. But um, uh, another thing, I don't, I, I don't know. I just every time I see something I super love, it just something happens, and then it's you know it's a sucking ass. But yeah. all right, we'll move on. Okay. Um, Writers Guild and SAG Afra reach a tentative agreement. Oh, SAG after did too. I thought it was just WGA. Oh, I, I that's my when I was talking to you about. Uh, I just saw some news <clears throat> that came up six hours ah, ago. Okay, that that was it. That uh, uh, looks like well, you know, this deal is mostly a handshake deal. There's nothing's been officiated, but they had some talks, and it looks promising. Looks like we can see an end to this sooner than later. But now SAG-AFTRA is striking against video games. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, rel- it's happened in the last couple of days um, because video game companies suck because they're, they they're all billion-dollar corporations now. And they want to pull the same fuckery that, um, that the Producers Guild wanted uh-huh. to. And so now SAG-AFTRA is like, well have fun voicing your video games yeah <clears throat> which boy i've i've played some games with some terrible voice acting and it is immersion breaking at best oh really <laughs> yeah, oh yeah i've i i it was a there was a, a tiny outfit that did uh remasters of Baldur's gate one and two um and they added some content and a few characters and i don't know who they got to voice those characters but they were obviously not professionals and it was bad you know i mean people say oh anybody can act well no not anybody can act well anybody can voice act no no they definitely no they cannot no voice acting is a very specialized talent that not a lot of people can do i'm looking at you every famous person that's taken the job from an actual voice actor in animated shit recently (laughs) Um, and sometimes it's sometimes you can easily tell that these people are not in the same room or not even in the same day or seeing each other or acting across from each other. I haven't watched it yet. I heard nothing but good stuff, but it's on Paramount Plus. Uh, so Eloise and I are going to watch it later. But the new uh, Ninja Turtles movie. Hmm. Okay. And uh, from what I hear, the voice acting is great. It's all kids, all actual kids. And, um, and, but what they did that made it work so well is that all the kids are acting across from each other. They're all in a room. 
Oh. Uh, voice acting across from each other. So they're seeing who they're talking to. And I guess it really shines through uh, when you watch the movie. I'm curious to see how that plays out. I'm, I really want to... I'm not a... I'm long don't give a shit about Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles, but everyone says this one is really good. This animated okay. one's really good. And uh, and they said that the voice acting is stellar, so... Okay. Well, you know, because professionals who have done it for decades they don't need to be in the same room right you know when you get maurice lamarche and rob paulson and tara strong to do voices you, you they can they can do the stuff they don't need to be acting across from each other but you know you got kids even if they're good actors not as experienced so that that makes sense <clears throat> plus they were yeah. kids they're probably cheap as fuck <laughs> well <Sorry>. yeah who <laughs> knows i would assume so since I don't know who these kids are. Um, uh, next week, or is it this week? I think uh, the creator comes out. 29th, so Friday. Yeah, I hear the word is that uh, the test screenings are through the roof. Everyone's loving this movie, saying it's well, one of the best sci-fi films of the of the of the decade. Well, well the we'll visuals see. look really good. Yeah. And and Denzel's kid can act. So oh yeah, I can he's, never, he's, I can never remember great. his name for some reason. <laughs> I it's don't know uh, why. David Washington. That's right. He yeah. he uses a third he uses a third name though because I think he has two. Uh yeah, I think it's um. John, I'm sorry, David's the middle name. John David Washington. John David Washington. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> he got Michael J. Fox and Michael Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, there's already a John Washington. Come up with something else. Ah, shit. But um, I, I'm, I'm really curious to see this. So I think I'm gonna see it this weekend. Uh, I will review it if, if I do see it. Uh, but that's the okay. plan. I got kind of a busy weekend planned. I actually have like a busy few weeks. We have between people coming in from out of town and uh, living my life. I'm kind of busy, but that, that, um, oh man, I was reading an article that kind of bummed me out. Martin Scorsese was uh, talking about the state of musics. Uh, musics, what the fuck is wrong with me? It's <laughs> it's it's late for me, folks. Uh, the state of the state of movies. It's almost and... like that time. <laughs> it, it is actually. Um, he was talking about the the state of Hollywood today, and he said the industry is over. I mean, some of what he says is just sour grapes because he's said this stuff in the past, and some of it I totally see where he's coming from. Um, he said um, uh, sour grapes part is he's talking about, he said, which is I think a stupid and a jealous petty thing to say. He said once again that Marvel, the, the Marvel films are not cinema, and uh, which was kind of funny, coming from a guy who made his career on mobster movies, in a time where people were like, "That's not, that's not cinema. That's just a bunch of blood and guts and bulls, you know, and violence. That's not cinema. That's not like Gone Wind." But now he's of a certain age, so now he's saying that about Marvel films. Now he's like, "Yeah, that's all people want to see," and. 
it's just it's a shame. And I think that's sour grapes because people said that about mobster films in the seventies into the early eighties. People said that about the Marvel films of the fifties, sixties, forties, fifties, and sixties, which was mm-hmm. the western, which was the western. Right. You, it was a time when uh, a movie studio back then they would put out probably anywhere between five or six movies a year versus the 10, 15. Well, now they've kind of dialed it back, but back then, and, you know, if they put out, if a studio put out six, seven movies, four of them were Westerns. Yeah. And, uh, and that's all that is. I mean, his, I think he's just upset that uh, the industry is going towards a time where, you know, these, Superhero films are the they're the flavor of the well the decade or the decades for right now. But you know everything ebbs and flows, and this will also go away after a while. But well, this is what we, people want. We haven't really we haven't really had um we we haven't gotten to the point with uh, superhero movies where we get uh. Uh, you know, the Dollars trilogy or the Searchers or, you know, we haven't really gotten to the point where people are, are going to start getting, I don't want to say necessarily arty with it, but start to make superhero movies that are a little thoughtier, I guess, or, or more stylistic. I mean, I guess Logan is probably the closest um, that we've seen to anything resembling art house superheroes. Um, although we are starting to get it with Star Wars, you know, Andor was right. uh, definitely a departure because um, you can kind of, especially since they're both owned by Disney, you can kind of lump Star Wars and and Marvel together now in in the way they're using those IPs. And <clears throat> when when we start getting more Rogue Ones and Andors and Logans, then it will be time for those things to die. Right. It has to yeah. it has to go through it has to go through the lens of of more auteur type films or TV shows. You know, give it to David Lynch. Can we can we have David Lynch do like just one Star Wars series? Because he was supposed to direct uh, Empire. Um, yeah. So I, I want to see David because I, I I will defend the original Dune from 1984. I know I probably oh. shouldn't. I I love that movie, but it is a hot mess. Well, it is. Have you ever seen the extended edition? Like I, I the, own it. The bootleg. Oh, okay. Yeah, I own um, it. It, it. It it does make it better. It's still wacky as fuck. But I well, would love. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, it, you know, it, it it's it's really because they you know they he was gonna do like a, a four hour movie with an intermission, which is still not enough. No. time to tell that story but it's super dense and then they like well we want it in two hours two and a half hours and uh so he i mean he it was a no-win situation for him yeah and but um i still like i like watching it aesthetically but it's a it's all over the place yes <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of the reason i like it honestly <laughs> like let's put sting in winged underwear why not um it's yeah um but but yeah i'd, I'd love to see them hand it two more you know take some risks that's what well, you know the, and Martin, what Martin is basically what boils down to 
Hollywood has become risk averse is my take from what I've seen yeah, uh, from what I've read of him. You took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, and, and and that that part of it, he's I think he's one hundred percent correct. And I think we've talked about it in the past about the whittling of uh, of the of the middle class of films. Yeah, you know, yeah, you, we don't, have, you don't you don't you don't. Yeah, you don't see the twenty, thirty million dollar movies anymore. It's either a hundred million dollar tent pole film or something less than a million. Yeah, and uh, he's right about that. That, that and and they don't. Need, if the movie doesn't have a, if the, if your movie doesn't have, uh, uh, the ability to have a sequel built on it or to franchise it somehow then they don't really want to hear what you got to say, which is kind of ridiculous. You, I mean, it used to be a time where you could just put out, you could just be a director and just do four or five good single standalone movies. Now everything has to be part of a franchise, which is. Do you have a, do you have a, an outline for pulper fiction? Pulper fiction. Yeah. <laughs> which I, you know, speaking, speaking of Quentin, that's something I liked about him. Uh, every time he turned a script, it's like, this is not going to be a sequel. This is a story on its own. And even when he did Kill Bill Part 1 and 2, he wrote it as one movie. He just right. realized uh, a three and a half hours of that kind of action would be exhausting, so he decided to put it into two movies. Shit, it's Which kind I of think... exhausting split up. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong, I like them. But... I love them both, Ooh. but yeah. I mean, <laughs> just, uh, I need a just break. she fight. <laughs> Just when she fights the crazy 88s, that's like 15 minutes Yeah. of just balls-to-the-wall action. I mean, you, so, you need to pause it and go watch, like, cute cat videos or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I, that was a, you know, but even that, I mean, he just does, he does not do sequels, which I, I, I uh, admire. That's, that's, I love that. But could he have, could he have done that in this era? You know, if he were starting out with Reservoir Dogs, of course, now he'd probably just make it and put it on YouTube. But yeah, so I'm sure it would have found an audience. But you know, would there have been any even even a smaller house like you know Harvey Weinstein's Rape Factory would would take a chance on that? I don't think they would nowadays. You know, rape, I, I don't rape know. Factory. Sorry, sorry. But um, diving into that dark humor again. <laughs> But yeah, I um, I don't know, I don't know. But I think he had some, some. Uh, I mean, it was a little bit of sour grapes, but I think Martin definitely had some points. And uh, I was just reading about that today or yesterday, and uh, I was like, yeah, he's right, just a little right on that. Well, and he's right in saying it's not cinema necessarily, because you know, I make I make a distinction between films and movies, you know. It's it's popcorn. It's brain bubble gum. It's not, you know, most superhero movies. I'm not watching to think about deeper things, and I don't think most people are. It's just fun. It's entertainment. It's visual spectacle. So I get, you know, if if one does make a distinction between cinema and movies, then yeah, he's absolutely right. Well, I think but, that's a bit pretentious, though. It is. I mean, I'm not. To, I'm, not but, I'm not arguing that. <laughs> okay, because I was like, you know, there's I'm a, a bit lot pretentious. Of, there's a lot of time nothing. and work and effort that goes into them, and they are beautiful. Yeah. I mean, no, to it's... say to say it's not, it's not. It's kind of like, 
Quentin said something once in the interview, and I was like, "Oh fuck you!" And then, uh, and then his friend, his good friend today, worked together on movies together. Robert Rodriguez, he was like, "Oh fuck you," because Quentin, <laughs> Quentin, Quentin is uh, like Nolan is a film, it's kind of a cinema snob and a purist. He likes to call himself. Everything he shoots is on film. He'll have it edited digital, digitally and transferred and edited digitally, but everything he's done is um, is on film. Robert right. Rodriguez, on the other hand, he when when everything went to digital, he's like, great, now I don't have to pay. Now it cuts my budget, keeps my budget low because I can do, you know, I can shoot all day and it doesn't cost me anything than how much hard drive space <coughs> I have. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. I mean, I remember my first, very first short that you were in um, back in 2001, 2002, and that was uh, Loafers. I shot that on uh, Digital 8, Digital 8 tape. Now, I, if I'm I... Not, I'm, I'm not in Loafers. Uh, you're not. Oh, you're not. Your no, voice. Did I do some voiceover? You did some. I don't. You did. Yeah, you did. You uh, you you were the egg thrower. Remember when they get pelted by eggs? Mm, I don't think so. You were there. We didn't. We didn't meet until we didn't meet until two thousand four. Oh, are you sure? I can I'm pretty you were sure. There. <laughs> I'm well, pretty I'll sure. Be, well, I'll be damned. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, either I'm way, I can implant, make... I'm just implanting myself in your memories. Ah, Evan was there, and sure he was. He's on every shoot. Well, my very first short I did like in 2001, and it was called Loafers, and I shot it on digital eight uh, tape. And now, if that was on film, that little 12 minute fiasco would have cost. I something I remember doing the math years and years ago, but years and years ago, it would have caught on film that little. Little twelve-minute movie would have cost something like two grand because of the film stock. Oh yeah, but because yeah, I, I priced out film stock around the same time, and it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, and now and because now if I, now it, because I did it on digital tape, it cost me I think like twenty-five bucks to record yeah. that. <laughs> so uh, I I get it. I mean, I am all about new technology if it helps your art, but um uh. I would never call something that Robert Rodriguez does uh, lesser because he shot it on digital. So <clears throat> I wouldn't call I would I wouldn't call uh, Marvel movies not cinema. It just you know it's just not. Is it deep? No. Is it like Lawrence of Arabia? No. But it is in that realm. It is it is definitely actors. And, and it's definitely a work of art. It's just not your art. You yeah. Know what I mean? I, well, no, I think I think it's art, but I I also understand the distinction between cinema and 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 movies. I guess. Uh, and and yeah, like I said, I I am kind of pretentious, so <laughs> you know. But at least I own it. At least I own it. That's all well, I'm saying. Well, at least you own it. Yes. Indeed. Well. Um... We should be going soon. Um, other than the creator, which I'm hoping to see this weekend, is there anything you want to see? Any trailers you've watched or 
anything um, I do kind of want to go see the creator, and uh, she's going out of town Saturday, so I might just go catch a matinee uh, by myself, because, you, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't understand this whole thing. Well, I don't want to eat alone. I don't want to go to the movies alone. Why not? I've that's, never that's, had an issue with that at all. I don't, I don't... I don't understand that that like oh well, you'll look like a weirdo. I look like a weirdo when I'm with people. So it doesn't matter <laughs> if I go to I'm, the movie alone. I I go to the movie I've been to most movies, most movies in my life by myself. I love going to the movies and I don't have a problem going by myself. I don't mind going to a place to grab a bite by myself. I do yeah. I've done it plenty of times. It, it, it does not are... People are odd like that, I guess, or maybe we're the weird ones. But um, one maybe. of my one of my favorite movie experiences, I went to see fucking Pacific Rim by myself on a on a sunny Saturday afternoon. Went and got some popcorn and got myself a coke. Sat down, watched Pacific Rim by myself. I mean, it, it was it was great. I, I loved it, and <laughs> I uh, that's another movie that I will defend. Not definitely not cinema, um, but fun as fuck. I, I love oh yeah. Pacific Rim. It's giant fun. robots fighting giant monsters. What? <laughs> Am I not a twelve-year-old boy on the inside? You know the funny thing with that movie. I wish, like the mon- the opening montage. I wish that was the movie. I mean, because it talks about it talks about how they came to be oh, because yeah, yeah, yeah. of these threats that kept popping. If they told that story, I was like, that's the movie I want. I mean, it's well, fun to watch and stuff, but and that... they they did try that with the sequel didn't they because the sequel was no. like a it was reverse it, it, i thought it kind of i didn't but, see it oh no it was a legit sequel it john boyego played the son of uh idris's character oh and it took, okay i thought he was it, i thought he was young idris okay no 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 he he's <clears> like you know this takes place like i think like 10 years 12 years later something like that and it's it was a wasted opportunity you know, I, I, I can't remember. Was was Idris Elba English in that? He was. Okay. Yeah. Because I was, was thinking that's he that's didn't perfect have casting. That, that's perfect casting if they were doing American accents because they have the most flawless American accents. Well, here's <laughs> so, the funny thing. Idris was Idris. Idris was English in 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 that movie. John had an American accent. So oh, go okay. figure, <laughs> but okay. I think I think he was just an Americanized because it took place right in in the U.S. Right, that that makes sense. But <clears throat> yeah, just I I I always I the Force Awakens and like I was waiting for him to slip. I admit I was waiting for him to fuck up something. You know, <laughs> do an R too soft. Do you know any any of the things that other English actors are guilty of with American accents? I was like, no, it's perfect. Yeah, for a movie. <laughs> All right, <laughs> good on you. Um, <laughs> anyway, do we have a do we have a question of the week or? Um, you know what? We don't have a question of the week. I will have one next week. All right. All right. The one well, I, I again I had another we yeah well we'll talk about it after the mics are cold but okay. yeah so I'll have we'll have one next week we'll have one next week okay well I gotta I gotta get back to the light minds anyway so absolutely all right folks we will see you next week next week be here bye. <laughs>